There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. Happy Thursday. Okay, Thursday. We have a very special guest, Ms. Lori Gaska. Hello. I couldn't even introduce myself. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was nervous. You know what? It's been two weeks since we've recorded. Like, it gets awkward. You just interrupted. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's, hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. And it's, now it's awkward. Now it's awkward. Okay. Well, let's. Trey sitting across the table from me. They introduce us in the actual recording. Can we, Hi, edit? Can, we, can we edit all this out? Because you know, <laughs> These are the best parts. Okay. Lori Gasca. Lori Gasca is actually my mentor and has been for years. Lori Gasca is an empowerment mentor for women. She is the owner and founder of the, Grow, the Grove Workspace for Women in the Woodlands, Texas. She has all kinds of various mentor mentoring programs, and I cannot wait to see even more of those roll out here this year. She is the creator of the Hub Virtual Connection site for women, which is coming soon. And she's an author in the making. Wow. And I'm speaking that into existence. Yes, she's, we are. She's an, she's an author too. And um, you're, you're a mastermind in so many areas and you have so much to share. And today we're talking about parenting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Parenting. Because yeah. aren't we... You are, you're a mentor naturally, and you are raising up women, I mean, from young women in their 20s to ladies in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and, but you've, you have two girls yourself too. Yeah. And you've seen this. Yeah. So Michael and I have four children and I just the other day was able to start saying four young adult children. Wow. They are 18 to almost 25. And success. Success. Well, you know, <laughs> they're alive. <laughs> That's success. But I want to be very clear before we even start this topic of parenting that I do not come to this because I consider myself to be a perfect or even great parent. I come to this because I have learned from so many mistakes over the years in parenting. And I'm a big believer that if we don't use our mistakes, they're just wasted hurts. And we have to use the mistakes to bring hope to other people mm-hmm. in those situations. Seriously? Mm-hmm. So, well said. 
Yeah. yeah so I want to make sure that and I and just the word parenting in and of itself. I looked that up this morning. Like, what is the definition of parenting? Ooh, what yeah. is that? Well, the raising of a child. So, <laughs> duh, you know. But then I, I want, this is how I study. So I will look up a definition, and then I'll start looking up words in that definition. So, what does raising mean? So, raising is to lift or move to a higher position or level. So parenting is not passive in any regard. Parenting is super active and we have to look at it that way, you know, because mm-hmm. there's so many days that we just want to check out and like, this is hard. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. And we can't because we are actively raising children to the next level, our position. Mm-hmm. And there's no orphanages that can just go and drop them off. Well, you know, you know. that probably would not be... <laughs> <laughs> I think Trey would probably housing. Trey would probably take them first. It is hard. We have we have two different areas right now of uh, or categories that the kids are in. We have teenagers mm-hmm. and then we have little. So one that entered high school and one that entered kindergarten. God bless you. And I remember when I was pregnant with River, my best friend says, "You do realize that you're going to have one enter high school and the other one enter kindergarten." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "That is it's so fine. far away from now." I was like, "That's." It's that's not going to be a big deal then, and it's here, here we are. Yeah, we're here. And it's it's not that it's well, it is hard, but it's also new, and and that's what's different about it. And anything that's new has its challenges because you haven't walked through it yet. And so as that's you exactly. as you go through it, you're learning, like you say. But if you don't reach out and try and get experiences from other parents, then you know you're not you're not doing everything you can do. Because that's what we've had to do these last several months with some of the struggles we've had. We've had to reach out for advice, mm-hmm. help. And you know what? I honestly think that's so good because so many people get all of their parenting advice from Facebook mm. <laughs> or social media or society just in general, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're not going to the people who in their life may be trusted sources or have been down that road before. Share the same values. Share the same values. And so that's where we get this pressure cooker situation Mm -hmm. that I like to relate parenting to. And it's not just the pressure cooker on the child, like parents are in that pressure cooker too, Mm -hmm. you know, and our kids, do you, you use an Instapot? Do you cook yeah. with a cook? Okay. Yeah. If you cook with a pressure cooker, like if you're a busy mom, you probably know how to cook with a pressure cooker. Just yeah. an aside, the first time I turn that thing on, like they <laughs> tell you to cook eggs in it, like b- try to boil your, your eggs in it. I was so freaking scared. I told everyone to leave the room. I'm like, this is going to blow up. We're going to kill everybody in the house. Like the pressure cooker. Then I mastered it. And I'm like, yes, pressure cooker is amazing. But... One day I was cooking in that pressure cooker and when I released this valve for the steam to come out, the force that it comes out with, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, this is our children. Like Mm. our children are in that pressure cooker every single day with friends, school, Mm. society, church, whatever it is. They've got all of these things just like weighing down on them, the expectations that are put on them. And then as parents, we have the choice to keep the valve shut tight or release the valve mm. and let let us be part of their release instead of part of their pressure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think we've been a part of the pressure. Mic drop. I yeah. think we have. I mean, that is. Because we're trying to control. Like we mm. would a, a, a younger child. It's easier to kind of maneuver, control, yeah. tell what to do, tell what not to do. When you get into the teenage years, they're becoming their own mm-hmm. person. And so they're fighting back. They're arguing back. They're debating back. They have an opinion. And I don't want them to have an opinion. Exactly. <laughs> and so there's where we have to get better at listening sometimes as to what is going on with them as opposed to just trying to pounce and control what we want them to do. Yeah. For me, I under I understand, and I'm a very empathetic person, so I see what's going on with them and the amount of pressure that they're under. I mean, I I, I can empathize to a certain level because I'm not actually in their shoes. Right. I want I, I'm a huge person who advocates for self care. Like I want you to have self care, and they get home from school, and I don't want them just on social media. 
And so I see that and I'm like, do you guys understand what is happening with your brain right now? You're not giving yourself a chance to relax, just chill, go outside, go be in nature, go for a walk, go, go play basketball. Evan, um, you know, why don't y'all watch a movie? If you want to watch veg, veg out and watch something on TV, then turn it on together rather than both of y'all just being engulfed in your phone and then Mm -hmm. coming out and then they're irritable and then they're fighting right now. Both of the kids have their phones taken away till the end of the year, um, of May. End of the school year. End of the school year. Not until December. The end of the school year. We're going for a nine-month punishment. We might need to have a sidebar right here. Is that extreme? Maybe a little bit. And it's been amazing at home. Like, they're super calm. It's been four days, but it has been good. They're they're engaging. They're actually on our nerves because they keep talking so much. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, They actually want to talk to us because they have nothing else to do. Yeah. But you know what? That's the difference in... We're going to talk about this, but that that's being a parent. That is that active engagement that I'm talking about. Like that is you setting that boundary as a parent to Mm -hmm. say, this is the way it's going to be and holding to that boundary. It is so so hard, especially when you have too close an age and they gang up on you and you're not a good person who can stand your ground very long. That would be me. That's why you have Trey. I know. Shoot, I bend easier than she does sometimes. Oh, true, <laughs> true. Okay, so you have a lot of notes here. I want to hear some of your points that you have. Okay, so I think one of the biggest areas of pressure is that our kids are not living up to what we expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the number one thing I think parents think. Well, they're, they've got to do this, or they've got to do that, or they've got to be this, or they've got to go to this college, and they've got to go to that college, or they... and. We are pointing children to our passions and not theirs. Mm. And we are trying to create something that may not be what they are. They And I, I really want to bring scripture into this because I know you guys are believers. And I think that if we want to parent well, the word that keeps coming to me lately just in my quiet time is grafted. I have mm. to be grafted to Jesus. I have to be grafted to the word of God. I have to be grafted to a truth that withstands society, the pressure of time, all of that stuff. I have to be grafted to what matters. And if we acknowledge that our children are uniquely made in the image of Christ, then we don't have to make them anything. Mm-hmm. It's not our job to make them something that they weren't created to be. It's our job to support them. It is our job to come along beside them and help them live out a passion that might go against what society says is success. And to find their true self. Find their true self. I mean, Genesis yeah. one twenty seven, wherein God created man in his own image. We are created in the image of God. There's nothing wrong with us when we're created. We're created in the image of God. Psalm 139.14, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. What are we? We are his work. Mm-hmm. We are wonderful. Um, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do works, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So He he's got a plan for us, right? He's got it prepared mm-hmm. for us. We came here with this DNA of Christ. Like we were created in him. So when we are trying so hard to make our children fit a mold that may not be their mold. Yeah. It's from this world. It is. And it's just a rub and it's a it's a disconnect and you'll and they're just not gonna ha- be happy people. I mean, what what do we really want? We want our children to be happy adults, right? Yeah. When they grow up. We have to release that pressure. Yeah, (laughs) maybe someday. (laughs) Maybe someday. Maybe someday. (laughs) Well, you know. But that's just that's that's probably the number one thing is like release the pressure of what society tells you is success, and let your kids discover Mm -hmm. their passion. Like truly. Well, and that has to you know that that brings you to 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 your own self as well. That you have to align yourself with that. That, that graph into God's mm-hmm. image because if you're not aligned with that, how are you going to align them? And so it, it, it goes back to, you know, trying to be the, the parent that you're supposed to be and what's the best rule book. Well, you know, the Bible shows it, all of us. It's basic instruction before leaving earth. 
Yeah. yeah that's where we yeah. can get it from. So how do you, that, that my question is, how do you do this and show them this truth and show them who they are in Christ when there is, you're, you're trying to do this one, you know, one arrow and they have 10,000 other arrows from the world coming at them and mm. there's so much distraction. And that is, that has been what has been at the core of my being that I felt in my spirit that something is just so off about how society is just hitting them hard. And I feel like we can't, I feel like we there the other words are stronger than ours um or there you know what just i gotta shout this because it keeps coming to my head over greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world mm-hmm. and we have to believe that and that i that is probably one of the first scriptures that i taught the kids when they were little because if they would be scared or if they didn't want to go to school or if they're having a nightmare greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world like and yeah we're going to come up against opposition every single day mm-hmm but if we start from a young age teaching our children and pointing them to Jesus, like they, it says, train a child in the way he's going to go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. Now, I'm not saying before he's old, there might be some departing happening. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we've all departed off that path. I mean, lots of times. Like, but mm-hmm. that is, you know, they'll come back. They'll come back to what you've taught them. And they may have to experience the world a little bit to be able to relate to the world, to be able to relate to people in a way that is well, relatable, you know? So Well, and understand how to be in the world without becoming it and but being proud and being proud of that. So there's just gonna be I don't want to shelter the kids so much that they go out into college and oh, no. then but also don't want to just have the mentality of, oh, just let them do whatever they want and they're gonna screw up and at least they're at home. I, I don't necessarily I don't no. see really that philosophy on either one. Um, but how, how do you share them or how do you guide them with there's so much other temptation out there? That's, that's the challenge I feel like for us. They're going to give in to temptation. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, they're humans. We're humans. Did you guys give in to temptation? Never. Yeah. You know, you know, my <laughs> parents, my, my parents were, were of the philosophy that they give us a, a little bit of a rope mm-hmm. and when it, when we go too far, the rope will pull us back. And it's that's the boundary. It's the boundary. Mm-hmm. And then what follows with that rope being pulled back is the consequence of the decision. And then they were very good at, we pushed those boundaries, we pushed all those limits, but man, when we did, good Lord, we suffered the consequence. And, and then we got the choice yes. then the next time, do mm-hmm. we want to do yes. that again? Because this is what comes on the other side of that choice. Yeah. And then it gave us discernment in that through well, experience. Th- Exactly. And that I think you hit the nail on the head. Like so many parents want to be their children's friend. Mm -hmm. They do not want to parent because parenting is hard. It's inconvenient. It's it's not fun. It's uncomfortable. But they bail their they bail their kids out. They bail them out of every consequence that they could suffer. And you cannot do that. You cannot like we I you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. Like we learned early on that we needed to take the pressure off the kids with schoolwork and mm-hmm. like making certain grades or whatever. And I, we kind of maybe the pendulum maybe shifted a little too far because later in years, um, our younger two were like, well, you didn't even care about our school. Like, and I was like, oh, <laughs> well, that wasn't really what I was trying, trying to take the pressure off of you and let you know that we're going to celebrate a C if that's your effort, best effort, you know, like, they're like, well, you didn't really care. And I was like, okay, well. I've got therapy money for that too. So, you know, <laughs> we've got wedding funds and therapy funds. So, kids. yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. But I, but I, we always told our kids, like, you are old enough to understand instructions. You're old enough to do this homework on your own. You're old. And if you don't do it, you know what the consequence is? You don't pass. And you know what that consequence is? You don't play base, baseball. You don't dance. You don't do whatever mm-hmm. your thing is. Like, I will not hold your hand through this process because as soon as you graduate from high school, if you plan to go to college, nobody's there holding your hand. Like, you right. yeah, you got to learn to do this. So, like, having the consequences of their actions is probably the best way to teach them not to do it again. Yeah. 
And and finding consequences that don't punish the parents is the trick. Well, because when that's you where I feel like I get out. grounded whenever I ground the kids. I'm like, God, do I really want to do that? Because I don't want to have to put up with that. Yeah, well, you you do, and that's honestly that was something that one of my points today is that it's not convenient to parent. Yeah, it is not convenient. But I can tell you right now, 18 years flies by because our baby done. just turned 18. Yeah. Yeah, we're it's learning. Nice. We've got two years left with Avery. So, yeah. well, three three years. Three years to fix anything that we screwed up. <laughs> River's going to be perfect. We always well, do. you're not going to fix all that. I can just tell you right <sighs> then now. Then we need to put you therapy know. money beside, aside. Yeah. I, you know what? I do remind the kids. I'm like, look, guys, I was really young when I had you. Dad was really young. We, we're growing up while we're parenting you. I'm still learning to this day about myself. I'm still making mistakes. I make, I make mistakes in my marriage. I make mistakes with friends. I make, the, make mistakes as a parent for you. And we're all growing up together. So please have grace. Um, but go do the our, dishes. Yeah, huh? but go do the dishes. Yeah, right. Well, that, that's the thing is like that's – one of the things too that we put so much pressure on ourselves with, with parenting is that how do we keep our kids from not making the mistakes that we made? Mm-hmm. We can't. You know, Trey tells the kids all of his mm-hmm. dirty stuff that mm-hmm. he's done. Mm-hmm. I do not funny. tell them all the dirty stuff. Mm-hmm. I tell well, them some of the known right? stuff yeah. <clears throat> well, that has sh- been done that we all know about. So Avery and Evan got into, you know what? I'm just going to say this out loud on, can I just, I just, we, we Why ex- do you ask me when you already say it? What? Yeah. Well, yeah. Avery yeah. and Evan got into big trouble mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. They had a friend sleepover, one of Avery's friends. I'm going to caution slept- you not to give details that you wouldn't say in front of them. Oh, that they're. So they, okay. okay. That's. Well, we don't want to use our. Just, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong. Just give what an I will, example but that they what I, But what I will say is sometimes we use, and I am so guilty of this, we use the incident to like. It embarrasses them. shame like or humiliation or humiliate. I don't want to shame. And we don't want to shame or humiliate. I don't want to shame and humiliate. But it is. But it is true what they did. They so basically they snuck out at okay. two o'clock in the morning and rode Have their bikes. Have you ever snuck out? We will not discuss Amy. that. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not. I hope that they're listening, Amy. Have yeah. you ever snuck out? So. Two o'clock in the morning, they snuck out and they did some things in the neighborhood that they will have to uh, pay for. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they also rode their bikes down a major road at three in the morning. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And um, then they came back home and they were safe and sound, but we didn't find out until two weeks later. And we were honestly, I mean, Trey and I were so appalled that they did this it's because like, no, they didn't. it was the that first. Was not my kids. It was the first time for anything like this to <laughs> ever happen, and too. we didn't even know that they were even. That mm-hmm. We didn't. So there is a. We're not surprised, but we were also surprised. But then Avery goes, "It's not really even that bad." Do you remember all the things that Dad did when he snuck out? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, see, like this is why there, I don't huh? tell the kids what I did." It's like so those campfire <laughs> stories. We probably shouldn't have given all those details. No, no, Trey is not okay. I don't know. I believe in. That. I believe that okay, so this is the scripture that I have on that. They use it against you. They're to whom to whom much is given, much is required. So when we hear that scripture, what do you think the much is usually? Where does your mind go? Um to whom much is given. Your I see it on your lips. What were you about to say? To much is given. I mean that's much. What is the word much? What are you thinking? Abundance. Money. Money. Okay. Yeah. Typically I think most people's minds go to money in that. But I don't I don't think it clarifies in scripture to whom much is given, much is required what that much is. Being given children is a big much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to whom much is given, much is required. If you're given these children, like a lot is required. And that means having really hard conversations. Yep. And I will go on to say avoidance is not parenting. No, and, and the, the, the experiences that we had growing up, we can always say, you know, our parents, it was a different world. Our world was a different world than their world. They, we can't do the same things that we did back in our day that they do now. We'd be thrown under the jail. I mean, those are the topics that you have. And so our experiences were different um, f- for, for us. Were the circumstances different. were different. Mm-hmm. The leniencies were different. The, the environment was different. You know, you can't go do some of the same things we did in in the world that we live in today it's just not accepted right 
But I do think, because I've had so many parents say, I can't believe you tell your kids all those things. I've not, I didn't spill my guts to my kids when they were little and it wasn't age appropriate. But as they were getting to the age where I was starting to yeah, make I the mistakes that. that I made that I really still at 53 years of age struggle with, mm-hmm. then that's, and but I don't come at it at a way of like, you can't do this because this is wrong. You can't do this because I come at it because this is how my heart is wounded mm-hmm. from the choices that I made. Well, and, and the thing too, when we did, they, when she said that, my counter to her was, yeah, but you don't, you heard the glorification of the story. You didn't hear the consequences that came from it. And then when I got mm-hmm. to share with her the consequences that I got put into, she was a little bit more open eyed to, well, there okay, what I'm dealing with is not so bad. You see what I'm saying? Because it was, I get, I they, get in they, trouble. They do have to know the consequences. Like I don't, they don't have to know every. Nobody has the right to know every sequel, every single thing that you've done in your life. Right. Like you don't have to do share that all right. of that. But if it's going to be a lesson for your children, I think it's super important to not avoid it. And people are, I've had some people say like. Well, if you tell them that they did that, then they're, they're going to want to just go do that, right? You're putting that in their head. I'm telling you right now, if I say it or don't say it, it's going to be in my kid's head. Right. Like, that's true. They're teenagers. That, I'm sort of that they're mentality. Teen- that's kind of been on my mind. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, and sorry, mom, my mom always listens. Um, <laughs> I did not learn my lesson with anything of, that I did. I mean, because I, 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 even though I got in trouble for it all, I still did it again. All of it. All of it. No Some of us what. are hard, more hard headed. I, me too. I, I mean, I, I continue to repeat the cycle too. Yeah, but I didn't. I just really got better, have, so I wouldn't get caught next time. I never did the same thing. I did new things. Yeah, I did the same <laughs> well, thing. I didn't, you know, that just, I got a trickier, just a little trickier. Just a little trickier, like you learn. But see, I didn't have. I love my parents. Oh my gosh, they were super young when they got married and had me too. But so they were learning as we grew as well. I they avoided. That that's how they parented. Like they, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's no way they couldn't know something was going on in my life because my whole disposition and personality changed. And so instead of dealing with that, it was just blamed on, are you on your period? You know, like that uh-huh. would be the, well, please don't ever say that to me again. I might punch them in the face. <laughs> and I am not now ever, ever for the rest of my life. So no, I am not. Um, but don't blame it on something like that. Try to get to the root of why your child is acting that way. Like mm-hmm. they might just need some one-on-one time. You know, Avery needs your time, Trey. You yeah. know, like she needs one-on-one time with her dad. Yep. Because, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you do or don't. I don't know what your situation is. but Well, no, to, to, to that point, um, one of our friends said, you know, look at what the last three or four months has held and what your involvement has been and, and something changed. And mm-hmm. we take a step back nice. and it was like I was I was very stressed at work. Mm-hmm. The first quarter of our year was was extremely difficult. Um, she had deviated septum surgery. You had deviated septum surgery. The whole month of February was just erratic and erratic. Avery and I. I was I was getting I was going through ground school, so I was gone in the evening time. So we we were completely separated. Our family was separated. It was yeah. in disarray, and so there was random acts of acting out, and it was it was whatever whether it was conscious or or, or not. They were our environment was different, so their actions were different. And so we have to take that into consideration. That was a 14 and a 15-year-old. People think of your kids acting out, and it's, you know, your kindergartner. And by the way, remember, River has not been fussy, whiny at all. Have you noticed that? Well, he's our perfect child. (laughs) I love you, Avery. But but, but you know what, though? I will say to that. Any age is what I'm saying. Can act out. Yes, any age can act out. And the acting out? comes with more severe consequences the older they get yeah that's why it's so important to like think through these consequences of what's going to happen um but what i'm saying is like um i don't know what i'm saying because my mind just totally went off the (laughs) somewhere else i don't know the the kids act out kids acting out they do they do we'll move on i'll come back to me because it was such a good point so So. how can we help our children to be more secure and self-confident without pressure mm-hmm. without all the pressure okay so this goes right back to what trey just said so the number there's three points in that really quickly number one you got to fill their love bucket when they are the most unlovable oh <laughs> that is the <laughs> hardest and you and you and i've had this conversation amy yeah. and we'll keep that off camera but um 
when a child, especially a girl, gets to a point where she's just a prickly pear and you do not want to touch her, that is when she needs it the most. She needs someone who is strong enough to break through whatever's going on emotionally in her to see that she is still your child. She's still, you know, she's still lovable. Mm-hmm. She needs to know that she's lovable. Um, so filling their love bucket at whatever age. I remember when our kids were little and I was trying to work and they were playing and then I was cooking and I and I was trying to do a million multitasking things at once and nobody was happy. Kids were fussing. I was fussing. And when I decided to put everything down and sit on the floor with them for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. play their game. Mm-hmm. They were good. They were fine. Then I could go do my. So as our kids get older, that looks different, right? It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a dad daughter dinner. It's whatever, you know. It's um, <clears throat> it's really what what's being brought to us right now, which is our love languages. It's mm-hmm. not just our love language; it's it's our kids' love languages, and, and it's finding so that out right now. They will change as they evolve, but right now mm-hmm. we need to figure out what those are and then try and meet them. Well, and, so and we're not doing that with Avery and Evan this month having some trouble that they've gotten into Evan too at school we it was an eye opener for Trey and I and we said it, w- it wasn't about just we didn't want to just punish them right it, which they are going to have their consequences sure. but we also aside talked and said what do we need to change because there's things that we need to be working on and then there's a reason why these things happened and then also what can we work on as a family and Trey has uh, Randy Guttenberg. Is that how you say his last name? I think it's Guttenberg. Guttenberg? Okay. Uh, Which is a type of personality coach. He does um, assessments for corporations, Mm -hmm. hospitals, things like that. Well, Trey did this assessment with him and and had such great luck. He was such profound uh, information that he was like, Hey, how about you come and do my whole family? So he came into the whole family Mm. and we did the assessments on all of us. And we had a two hour session the other day and we each had our binders with all of our individualized sessions and uh, results. And it was so interesting because, Mm -hmm. well, first off, Trey and I are almost exactly the same in our personality types. It's personalities, motivators, and and, and behaviors. Okay. Yes. Mm. It's so good. Mm. So Trey and I are almost the same. He's just a little bit more of a hothead than I am. But this is why. And then we also are not very disciplined, which is why we've had a hard time disciplining our kids. It makes sense. So so we're working on that. You guys are a lot of fun. And they really are. We both <laughs> we're, are also, we're also like naturally, it's very difficult for us to follow rules. And, and then our kids, it's very difficult for them to shut up. I know what you're thinking. Stop it. <laughs> it's okay. So Lori knows Amy me. Amy and I have known each other a long time. Yeah. Uh, so we basically, to t- we, we, it, we had an epiphany and it was like, Hmm, no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> like, no this wonder. This says uh-huh. it all. Our motivators, our behaviors, our, our, our personalities, they're all revealing themselves yeah. in the consequences all, that's happening in all right now. They're a high energy fun family, right? Yes. That can naturally lead to a little <laughs> bit of trouble, maybe. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, so having, but having grace for yes. what you've done with your children which you've done a fantastic job with your children but having grace for them now they're gonna have those those strong fun personalities so well one of the things we learned was avery naturally it's in her it's in her core dna to ask why and argue back a point she's smart so what what we said or what we discussed was okay so avery your natural tendency is to ask why and we are going to do a better job of helping you through that but we also want you to understand that there's appropriate times for that there's also moments where we're your parents we don't need to explain why this is it and no questions about it that's all but we're going to have this mutual understanding and we're learning how each other communicates. And then the next we do need to take the love language so that we can understand each of our love languages so that if Avery's love language is quality time, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilling that love bucket with quality time. Exactly. We sat on the couch last night for 15 minutes. She was reading. I was on my computer, but we had parallel time. Just her and, and I. It was yeah. quiet. There's and an energy I felt fulfilled between that. And yes. she felt fulfilled. And I haven't done that with her in a long time. So I do believe that hers is quality time. And I want to start taking and her on the, I think, and I think her it's quality, quality time. time is going to look different than what your quality time yeah. is at this point. So you have to make sure that you're 
you're you're yes. acknowledging him, but what what does quality time look like to her? Yeah. You know, and a, a 15, 16, and I don't 17 think she, year old. She doesn't child. know, so to ask her. You yeah, know, no, you it does. It experiment through it. Yeah, you know? but but what does she enjoy doing? She she enjoy getting pedicures. Dad, go get a pedicure with her. You know, like something mm-hmm. that she really enjoys. That would be fun. That is like taking the distractions away. You can sit. Thankfully, and have a- she doesn't enjoy that. And I don't have to do that. But um, she, <laughs> she loves- actually does like to go get. Her nails done. I don't know. She likes getting in the pool and swimming, doing athletics, and being outside, mm. going on walks, okay. running. So do you? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Interesting. Isn't that yeah. Nice? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> ah, we just had an epiphany. I, so okay. I, I want to circle back okay. to that really quick. So number one, fill their love bucket. Number two, we mentioned this briefly, but that you will have an opportunity in your life to be your child's friend, and it is the most glorious thing. But until they are young adults, mm. you're not their friend. Dang it. You're not their friend. They have friends. Part of that personality trait is that we all wanted to be liked, so we're trying to be liked too much by our by our kids. And but they are going them. to not only like you, they're going to love and respect you when they know that the boundary that you've set is a firm, safe place. Yeah. Because that's what they're doing. They're pushing those boundaries. How far can I go? How far can I push this boundary? And then when's that rope going to be pulled back? Yeah. Like just like your That's parents did, point, like yeah. put that rope on them, just to give them the loose space to. But they need that boundary because that's the safe space. Mm-hmm. Like they know I'm going to come home, and I, there's certain expectations for me here. Like I mm. know what to expect, and it's very clear. And then uh, the third one is, and this one's hard because it sounds very harsh, but stop lying to your kids. And here's what I mean by that. Spit it. Okay, so Matthew 5.37 says, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. That's harsh, okay? Mm. So here's what I mean by this. How many times when your kids were little, but I'm saying this as myself too, that you said, okay, I'm going to count to three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get to 10 like you are you counted three 20 times and nothing happens right like you instantly have one it, it is a lie like you lied right but it, that without being so harsh you've instantly told them mom dad's word really doesn't mean anything it's an empty threat it's mm-hmm. an empty threat yep. and so until we can have very clear boundaries and they know you have established in advance if i count to three at three, this is what is going to happen. I am going to take you and I'm going to sit you in the corner. I'm going to take the toy away from you. I'm going to put you in separate rooms. I'm going to spank you. Lord have mercy. The world might fall down if we say that. But they know at three, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, gosh, dog it, you got to get off the couch and do it. You know, I mean, yeah. that's the part yeah. of parenting that's inconvenient. It's not easy. I have walked out of grocery stores before with a cart full sitting in the store because I have said, Stop it. They won't stop it. Okay, we're leaving. I have taken them. We were doing professional portraits one time, and Aaron was throwing a fit. And I said, we're going home. And when we get home, you're getting a spanking. I might get all kinds of hate mail for this. Took him home. Did not have the pictures made. Consequence was given. Like, And I'm not saying Mm -hmm. I did it perfectly, because Lord knows I did not do it perfectly. But they have to know that. Like, they have to know. Like, Abby is a senior right now. She has massive senioritis. Massive senioritis. She does not. She's going to cosmetology school. So she knows that grades are not important for college acceptance or whatever at this point. So it's just a free-for-all, like, let's just have fun these last whatever. So... One of her grades dipped really low. And I'm like, well, do you want to repeat senior year? Because, you know, that's going to be embarrassing. Right. Um, and so we took her phone. She's 18. But mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock at night, her phone has to be in our room, plugged in. Well, Michael went out of town and I got lazy. And uh. she kept her phone in her room. He came home. Where's your phone? Why is your phone? Have we decided not to keep her phone? Like we said, her What's phone going was going to be your 10 o'clock. I'm like, yeah, well, sorry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so now every night she's in, she comes in our room, but you know what it's doing? Not only is she probably getting much better sleep because she's not on the phone forever, yeah. but it's a boundary. She's like, dad's word means something. Yeah. And every time she comes in to plug her phone in, in our room at night, we get to have a good night, like a conversation, like a quick, you know, like yeah. sometimes it's like, He's a pain in the, you know, to me, rolling her eyes, you know, but it just boundaries are important. Boundaries are important. So those, those are the three, those are the three ways we can make self-confident children and grow them into competent adults. Her daughter is very much like Avery. Yeah. They're almost identical. You know what Avery said? Avery came in the room last night and said that she goes, you know, I'm actually, I don't miss Snapchat. 
I'm kind of glad I'm not having to do it because I was so, I had to do this. Yep. I always had to do Same this, thing. had to do this. Yep. So she was relieved. Are you serious? She was oh relieved God. from the stress of what she fixated at what she had to do yep. with Snapchat. I this, have seen it over and over and over this, with my kids. Same thing. This is, what, reader. This mm-hmm. is what I've told the kids. I'm like, <clears throat> you guys, you are, and it's more Avery than Evan. Evan is very Evan good. Evan was dog and Avery because she had hundreds of thousands of Snapchats. She had, yeah. She hundreds, her, her, thousands. So they... I don't, I don't even, we don't even have time to go over it, but it's, it's stupid. It's stupid what the kids do. They take a picture of nothing and send it to mm-hmm. each other, and then they, they have and to take God, a, God help them if they're left unread. Right. I mean, like, if they left oh. me unread for 30 minutes. Are you kidding? I'm like, what are you talking So you're talking hundreds and hundreds of notifications in a day. Now Your brain is dinging every single time that phone right. is dinging. So, so if you have a, dog. If you so have a child that is a little more um, attention declined um or you know cha- it's challenging in that department um uh, what is what is that doing no wonder she she can't remember anything she forgets her shoes or um forgets to turn off the bath water and it floods the downstairs kitchen i mean yeah that did happen. I mean, the, so there's so much, there's so much stimuli going on yeah. that you can't even, they can't even have a calm life. So, so I have a question on that. So just to, do you allow your children to take their phones into restaurants or do you allow them to take so them into now church? Or in or well, I mean, up until, up until, you yeah, know. Yeah, but we tell them to put them up. I mean, when we're we, at the we are still, not the, it is there. It's there. It is attached to them still. I wouldn't say we've prided ourselves, but we've definitely made it a very big point to when we're at the dinner table, I hated looking around and seeing other families hated. and everybody was in their phones. It bothered yeah. me. And I didn't want to be that well, family. kids now too. So because we, we don't want to bring we them try in not to ever do it. The only mm-hmm. time we've ever done it is if mom and I have to do something for a quick second, and then we put and we put it face down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't leave mm-hmm. it up so they can see what's going on. It's face down. So but yes, see, that is there. an example that I have not set well because I am as addicted to my phone as my kids are. Right, so yeah. I have forced myself if I'm going to ask them not to bring their phone into church or not bring it into the restaurant. Like they're adults now, they could totally tell me no, right? Mm-hmm. But if you respectfully ask them, usually they'll comply. Um, I have to just start leaving my phone in the So I just, I will open the console, put my phone in, and be like, okay. Well, and I've they're adults, you can tell them, well, you can buy your own dinner then. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So this is a good that's question. A good, that's a good thing. This is a good question. How can I instill a greater love for Jesus in my children? Because hmm. I, I have noticed that, okay, so my son, Evan, he like I said, was getting into trouble at school, he went to his youth leaders on his own and said, I have been getting in trouble and I don't know how to stop it. I I want to do better. I need help. And then Avery kind of has a different sort of attitude with Mm -hmm. it. And I can see, I can just see some differences in, in their love for Jesus. Mm -hmm. But you can't make anyone love anyone. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have four children, right? So my oldest is a youth pastor at, at a large church in the Woodlands area. Um, my second one is in Africa on a mission trip. Um, she's been there for nine months almost. She'll be coming home in just a few weeks. Uh, my third is just a free-spirited kid, did not go to college. He's always marched the beat of a different drum. Um, he's traveling, all those things. And then Abby's in, in high school. So they're all in very, very different stages of their life. So as parents, we want them all to fit a certain mold. Like this is what their relationship with Jesus needs to look like, right? For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, I started going away for my birthday by myself. I just go intentionally to be still and just listen to what God says. And I will never forget that I was making <laughs> emotional. I was sitting at this little desk in front of this window in Wimberley in the hill country, and I'm looking out into this little trail in the, the woods, and I see this little bird fly. And God had given me such a clear word for each of my children in that trip. And for Austin, it was at that very moment. And he said, I have him. I am going to reach Austin in a way that he needs to be reached. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to look like your other kids. He's not going to do the same things your other kids do. But I've got him. 
he's mine. He loves me. And just this little bird flying off, you know, like he's going to be his free, he's going to be the free spirit. It's going to look different for him. And that is okay. That is what we have to be okay with. Like we have to be okay with Avery maybe not wanting to do the same things that Evan is doing or Evan, because that's that's where, and that is where we have such misconceptions on what it is to be a Christian and to have a relationship with Christ. Because mm-hmm. we think if we're not doing these things or living this way or that, I mean, holy moly, I can have a mouth of a sailor. Like, I really can. Like, and I've got anger if you use the short tray. I'm the hothead in my family. Like, so I'm, I'm constantly living in guilt over that. Like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. No, I am... The grace of Jesus Christ covered all of that in me. Does it excuse my action? No, it does no. not. But there's always forgiveness for yeah. it. But he wants our spirit and he wants our heart. He wants our spirit and he wants our heart. And he's got my spirit and he's got my heart. Okay. I'm not going to walk exactly the way that someone else may walk in but their I, faith. And your kids aren't either. So it release the pressure on that. It's not a box checked. It's not. Release the pressure on that. I guess this that all answers. I, I, I love where our children's hearts are. They yeah. they are in Christ. They they truly are. They're 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 so much beyond what I ever was at their age. That's true. Um, Me too. And and that's a that's a true blessing and that's a testament to what we've done, but what we've been influenced by our friends and families and communities to do as well. Mm, that just so came to that. Keep pointing them back. Keep pointing them back. Keep pointing them back. Keep pointing them back. Like that's all we can do mm-hmm. is like we cannot. They were fearfully and wonderfully, wonderfully made. We'll go back to the first one. They were made in the image of Christ. They are his pride and joy. They are mm-hmm. like there's nothing that makes him happier than his children, right? And the uniqueness of the children. And so all we can do is just keep pointing them back, pointing them back. And then their path is ultimately up to them. Yep. You know what? That just it came to me in the early, in our, earlier in our conversation. I talked about how Trey will be more vocal about the things that he did when he was younger as mischief. And, but mm-hmm. I, I don't. I want to hear the stories. Yeah. I really do. They're I pretty don't. good, actually. <laughs> okay. So let's make time for one of those. We probably but, have similar. But um, – when you said, crap, what'd you say? Now I, now I lost, <laughs> you lost your point. Um, no, you commented on how our kids are so much farther beyond where we were when exactly. we were kids. Mm. That is actually a really great lead in. So if I want to, so if I, I'm female, so I'm talking to Avery um, about boys. And, Don't limit that though, because Evan needs to hear from you too. Well, that's, that's true too. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Commenting them, praising them for where they are, where their mind is, where their heart is, and then say, I wasn't like that. And almost putting them further up on a pedestal. You're elevating them. You are raising them. them. That's what we just said. We were raising them to the next position. There it is. Full circle from the beginning. We are. Do you have any more more points that you want to make? I want to to finish with this because um, parenting is this, this world's scary place, right? So two quick things. Never, ever make decisions for your children out of fear. I promised my kids early on that my fear for them would not stop them. I would not allow my fear to stop them. And I've, my kids have been to Thailand and Africa multiple times and Sweden and Honduras and Dominican and all over the world. And I've had to let them go. Because if we think that we are keeping them safe, because that's usually where our fear comes from. We want to keep them safe. We're living in complete falsehood anyway, because we cannot keep our children safe. We will not keep our children safe. So let them live their lives. And secondly, we have all made mistakes. We have all made mistakes. Learning to ask for forgiveness quickly and often Mm. is the best thing that we can do. You guys, I just asked someone for forgiveness from something I did from them 40 years ago in the locker room in junior high. I made her cry because I laughed at her. She didn't even remember it. I've held on to this. It's come to me so many times. Like so many times it's come up to me. And I've been so embarrassed and selfish like to even reach out to her. And she's like, 
I'm watching you on Facebook. She goes, you are doing such an amazing job, like raising your kids and you're doing great things. And this is the probably most random message I've ever gotten from anyone, but I don't remember it. Like kids do mean things, mm. you know? And I was like, and you guys just the week before I told my kids about the story. Like I really bullied this girl. It's bothering you. Yeah. And they were like, Oh wow! And then I told them that she didn't remember it, and they just cracked. They thought it was funny, but it was like, so don't, don't. I'm saying, don't wait forty years to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. So that's what we will make mistakes every single day with our children, every single day, and the only thing that we can do is ask for forgiveness, and that models for them yeah. being able to quickly ask for forgiveness too. So absolutely, yeah, I love it. So Trey, good stuff. Real quick, oh, do we get a story? Do you want to? Can we no. tell? Let's tell the Christmas Bandit story and what y'all are doing. You've never told this. You've never told this on the podcast, right? Um, Christmas okay, so Bandit. The, we've got Christmas Bandit story. Because y'all are actually doing something good with it now. Yes, there was nine of us in high school. Our senior year, some of our junior years, we were seventeen, eighteen years old. It was in December. Um, we all were bored at a friend's house and decided to go out into a neighborhood and take Christmas decorations out of people's yards and then go put them into a friend's house that didn't have any decorations. So in our innocent minds, it was an innocent prank and we were taking something from others, but then giving it to somebody else. And they would wake up the next morning and have all these Christmas decorations there. Well, and go to jail because they think that somebody's they had stolen them or something. That, that, That's all I can think. That, that plan royally failed when about 3 o'clock in the morning, one of the guys with us grabbed a plywood Christmas decoration that had lights wrapped around it, and then the lights spun all the way up to the gutter. So as we threw it in the back of one of our buddy's trucks and he took off, it was just all we heard was this pop, 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 pop. And it was just unraveling off the gutter and then being drugged down the street and then popping really loud. And we're like, <laughs> okay, that probably created a ruckus. We probably need to go. And at this time, we had three truckloads because this was our last <gasps> house. Um, and, and we ended up finding out. So we, so we ended up stashed everything and then kind of we're driving down the road, you know, like nothing happened. And we see the police come by, and they pull us over, and, oh, y'all, where are y'all going? Oh, we haven't done anything wrong, sir. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, they caught us, and we had to go back to each one of the houses. We were, we were stuck handcuffed in the yard, and they told us that the last house that we chose to take from was a, an old lady sitting in her living room drinking her coffee at 3 o'clock in the morning, and she sees some random man stealing her plywood Christmas decorations and then all of her lights going down the street. And so she called 911, and that's how we got caught. Um, so we ended up spending wow. 17 hours in jail, um, and we went in there, and they, they, they treated us bad. They, they put us into, um, into a holding tank. Like a drunk tank? <laughs> they, well, they switched us over into Montgomery County Finest, into Orange. They, they sprayed us down with the lice spray. We had to get naked. They had inmates coming in and you know harassing us, saying, oh, look at that one. I'll take that one. I'm going to take him. I mean, they were, they were messing with us hard. And we spent a lot of time in there, and then our families came and got us. And then we had to do community service. We got um, completely harassed and, and punished by our coaches, by our families, mm. and we we suffered a, a very grave consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we were able to, to work through that, and it got expunged off our record. But um, now, 25 years later— Wait, 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 wait. You got to tell on your community service what y'all did. I wasn't really going to talk about that, but um, so, <laughs> this is my favorite part. <laughs> so the community service part, we were tasked with um, painting the fourth floor of the Montgomery County Courthouse, and the district district attorney's office was there, and they had everything taped and 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 cleaned up, and we were being good boys and painting the walls and doing everything, and then one of the one of the guys took a paintbrush and just slapped the other one oh, in the geez. face and it kind of you know like food fight in a in a cafeteria well it was a paint fight and so we literally just got you guys it. were so <laughs> but y'all dipped oranges in there right? well and then it was then then we whatever i mean we dipped oranges in the five gallon buckets we were this playing is where catch avery with and them, evan and didn't we need were, to turn we off we ended up having a little game you know so you could catch the ball and, and the anyway, paintball we cleaned up and then we painted everything, and then we were supposed to paint both sides. And when the uh, district attorney came in and saw our work, they were like, yeah, you guys are done. We don't want you to come back. Um, so we finished our time served, and 
went on down the road. And all these guys are still friends today. I mean, they're all still friends. So, so those who play together. Yeah. So, together. so twenty five years later, we all get together um, once a year during Christmas, and we've done this three years in a row. And so now it's the Christmas Bandit skip. Oh, and we were in the we were in the Conroe Courier. So we were of in the Conroe Courier as the Christmas Bandits who stole Christmas, and it was a big deal. And we were very embarrassed. Parents were embarrassed. Families were embarrassed. It was actually Wiesner, the the, <laughs> the dealership in Conroe that we took from, and they weren't too happy about it. But um, consequences were done, laughing about it now. 25 years later, it's our third year in a row that we've given back and we go to um, elementaries. And every year they have gift drives where children don't have the Mm -hmm. gifts. And so we go in and it's 75, 80 families where the nine of us all donate our, our time and money, get the gifts and then go out and we dress up in elf costumes and everything. And we go give them to the, the kids and the families during Christmas. So Christmas bandits um, are giving back. There's always there's always something good that can come out yes. of something bad. And so that's like a story always. that we tell them. And yeah, so they're yeah. like, yeah, Dad, you did a whole lot worse than what we did. It's like, yeah. well, it's not a competition. Yeah, but you know what? The consequence was a whole lot worse than what you got, too. So, yes. I mean, the consequence totally aligned with the crime, yes. right? So that's, you know. So that's one of many. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Lori, thank you so much for coming on here yeah. and sharing your wisdom i just i've i've watched you parent your kids since let's mm. see abby was about 11 or 12 years old i think when i first met you because that oh, was back no. that was back in 2010 how old was she yeah but she's she's only 18 right now so let's see i don't know how long ago 13 oh, years ago 13 years ago yeah so okay so I, yeah something like know. that but what is that 18 minus 13 somebody help us five I've I've seen she you go five. through you know trials errors with the kids and um, beautiful many many beautiful moments and what I've watched you do no matter what kind of pushback you were getting from getting from any of the kids you always still loved them hard you mm-hmm. there will never be any doubt of how much you and Michael have loved those kids mm-hmm. and. I know that they're going to have so many great memories. I mean, all the birthday parties that you would do, the the breakfasts, I mean, just the, the displays and what you would do with your kids with trips and just, I I don't know where you get all of your energy, your time management, just oh, your girl. drive. And you, <laughs> what you're, a whole other thing. I mean, what you're I doing really with the, the community, your your family, it's, it's impressive and it's Thank inspiring you. and... Anyway, if you, you are not following Lori, Lori, follow her on Instagram, Facebook. Mm, yeah, I mean, you know, most of my personal stuff is just on my personal Facebook page. Yeah. I'm working on a website for me, but yeah. um, in the in the show notes, though, you guys can put that Google yeah, form we'll so all people can, um, if they want to, kind of follow along with the progress of the the hub that's coming, uh, connection place for women, then they can sign up on the. Google form and I'll, I'll text and, you know, progress out. So, okay. Well, yeah. and I'd like to Check say, you know, 13 of the, the 15 years that we've had children, you've been a part of our lives mm. and you and Michael have been a mentor to us, uh, an inspiration mm. to us and, mm. and, and, and amazing role models. So thank mm. you. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. I wouldn't. Oh, stop. Scene. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't. There's no, there's no way. I mean, and we've I had, and Amy, agree. and we've so. had our ups and downs, right? We've had our times when we weren't together or we've together. And I think um, that's just a testament of life too, but that's yeah. also grace and just being in the same body of believers that eventually you come back, yeah. you know, you yeah. come back together. And that's, I mean, I'm so grateful for you too. I mean, yeah. She's, a, she is, she's literally my best cheerleader so i i have this whole other thing we can do sometime about the five people who need to be in your circle she says i'm her mentor she is literally my cheerleader because those are two of the things like so mm-hmm. um i always know that if i'm gonna send and even if it's a picture of um <clears throat> my backside because i'm working yeah. on the you know uh-huh. you know i'm like amy check this out and she's like um, Ooh, okay. high and tight like, baby <laughs> it's high and tight I'm like, you got you know it's a good friend when you can uh-huh. send a picture of your booty. That's like, right. hey, look at this. Um, but yeah, so it it is really good. It's really good, and it's never ever too late to get started on the right path. So anyone who's been listening to this, thinking I have 
really screwed things up in my life. I have really screwed things up with my kids, mm-hmm. even if they're adults. Yep. Do you know there's nothing more powerful than going to someone and saying, I messed up. I am so sorry. Will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. Like that. If you hear nothing else today, that may be somebody that you need to go make amends with. Love it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out the Hub Virtual Connection site for women when that comes. Keep an eye out for it, and you will get all of these uh, tools and mentorships and um, just inspiration for life, for living, for parenting, for just being a business. Business, women business. Business, absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.